You know that feeling when you meet someone and you know you were always meant to be in each other's lives, even though time and distance have kept you apart? Or recognized a piece of yourself in someone that was so familiar it was startling? Well, maybe not, but that's what it was like reuniting with my biological brother, Jonathan, as I journeyed to join him in spreading the ashes of my birth mother, Belle. Today was finally the day I would get to see him and his family. But first, kayaking in the swamp and poking alligators with a man named Bingo. I'm Kelly, and this is Do You Know Your Real Mom? I find my way back to you. I jumped out of bed, excited to start the day, foregoing my typical tendency to wake up slowly, gradually, and maybe a little grumpy. Michael bounces out of bed like Tigger, and that day, I did too. We packed up our things and headed to the coffee shop next door that we had staked out the previous day, only to discover it was closed. Apparently, 7.30 on a Thursday morning is not a high demand for New Orleans tourism. We hopped into the car and headed to a gas station to purchase some caffeine. Gas station coffees in hand, we headed to our Mystic Swamp Kayak Tour meetup location. After a short 20-minute drive, we arrived at the launch and got out to wait for our tour guide, Bingo. Yes, Bingo was his name-o, and if you ever decide to take a swamp tour, you should look him up. There were about a dozen of us in the group, and Bingo started by going over some basic kayaking safety and strategies. He asked Michael and I if we wanted to go in the same kayak, and we both hollered, no, at the same time. Michael and I have kayaked in the ocean for years, and have dubbed double kayaks, divorce kayaks. We're both way too independent to make that work well. I loaded up in my kayak, and Michael helped me push offshore. While others were figuring out how kayaking worked, especially with two people on board, Michael and I began exploring. After getting everyone situated, Bingo pulled to the lead, and we fell in behind him. It was immediately apparent that Bingo knew everything there was to know about the swamp as I peppered him with my curious questions. I completely geek out on nature and can be like a little kid asking, what's that, the whole trip. When traveling locally, I always have my Audubon book of Northern California. Although I lost my original one in the fire, I tried to remember and notate all the critters in it that I had seen over the years. And although it is definitely not in my Northern California Audubon book, I was really hoping to add alligators to the list that day. We cruised along, taking in the beautiful scenery. We came up to a split in the river where everyone paused to wait for the group. I explored the right side of the bank. When I spotted it, a four-foot alligator sunning itself on a log. I blinked to make sure, hollered at Michael, and headed towards it. Michael paddled over and we crept closer. Now, this explains why Michael and I are such a good match. First, we know better than to climb into a divorce kayak together. And second, as we got closer to the gator, our adventurous spirits took over, as Michael crept closer to the creature and I started filming. Just in case you are wondering, my website, doyouknowyourrealmom.com, and at doyouknowyourrealmom on Instagram and Facebook, will hold the videos and photos of the alligator leaving his cozy perch and swimming my way, after Michael decided to poke it with his kayak paddle. 
As I said, we are quite the pair. Shockingly, not one of the other kayakers even noticed what we were up to until Bingo noticed and yelled, Y'all got a gator over there? All we could do was chuckle, Yup, as the alligator lowered his eyes and nostrils below the surface of the water. We kayaked farther up the bayou, spotting more eyes and nostrils along the way. As we got up into the narrows, it started to rain, and then it started to pour. Bingo explained that the rain was regulated by the temperature. When the temperature raised to a certain level, the clouds burst forth with a shower that cooled us all off until the temperature was back down to an agreeable level to the clouds, and it suddenly stopped. As we paddled, we learned more about the bayou, such as what the bright pink splotches were on the trees, invasive caterpillar eggs, and how paddle boats like the one we had seen on the Mississippi River used to come up into the swamp for logging purposes, especially for the Louisiana cypress, which was used to make furniture. In the depths of our exploring, we saw a bald eagle nest bigger than any I have seen previously. As we left the narrows and re-entered the bayou, Bingo continued to inform the group of the environmental impacts facing the swamps of Louisiana. All the while, Michael and I continued to spot gator after gator, many swimming near members of the group who were completely oblivious to their presence. Although when we disembarked, one alligator decided to put on its own show for the crowd. After we had all pulled our kayak safely onto shore, this creature decided to investigate and came swimming right up where we had just been in the water. It showed off for a minute or two, decided we had no treats, and went on its way. As did we. Our next stop was the state capital, Baton Rouge. After my failed attempt to locate a plantation listed as a food venue recommended by a TV network that ended up being more of a wedding destination than a lunch location, I text Jonathan again for advice. His guidance sent us to the Oyster House, definitely a better recommendation. The Oyster House provided incredible butter bean dish, more po'boys, and an oyster shooter with the biggest oyster I've ever seen. We had one more stop on our way to Jonathan's house, a specialty meat shop to pick up boudin balls, cracklin, and moonshine. Even though they forgot to load the boudin balls into the bag, we snacked on cracklin on our way to Jonathan's house. A couple of hours later, we were finally there. We pulled off the highway and onto Jonathan's street. We knew better than to go to the front door, since Jonathan had texted me that family comes in through the carport. As soon as we got out, my big brother came out and wrapped me in a long-anticipated hug. We went inside to start catching up, which immediately felt comfortable. None of the awkwardness that sometimes comes with spending time with people you haven't been with often. Immediately when we entered the house, we could smell the beef tips that Jonathan's wife Leanne was cooking for us for dinner, which melted in our mouths. Their daughter Alexis was getting ready for the several hours of dance classes she attends daily. She even helps with classes for the little ones. Alexis is a sophomore in high school and is on her high school's dance line. Her long, strong legs were exactly like my daughter Brooks. Michael and I have joked that we didn't know where she got her long limbs from, and there was the answer standing right in front of us. I love being an aunt. Michael and I have two nephews who live in town and have grown up alongside of our kids. I really miss my sister's four little girls, who I don't get to see nearly often enough. This past summer, Brooke and I flew down to San Diego and back for the day, just to join them at the zoo. There's something special about being an aunt, 
all of the joy and magic of close relationships with little ones as they grow up without the pressures, responsibilities, and sometimes conflicts that can come with raising your own children. I have mainly watched Alexis and my other biological nieces and nephews grow up via social media. I'm extremely grateful that has given me a window into all of their lives, but as we all know, social media is just that, a window, a glimpse. I enjoyed getting to feel like a real auntie with Alexis that night as she showed me her sashes and crowns she'd been awarded when she was participating in pageants growing up. We piled on the couch, and she shared with me her favorite photos of her childhood. She even fixed me a delicious bowl of ice cream. It was a nice, relaxed evening of family time, filling my heart with love and contentment. Being around Jonathan was already rekindling my memories that have been dimmed since the fire. Our easy way of being together was clicking right into place. I knew the days to follow were going to strengthen that bond, but how strong that bond would turn out to be surprised both of us. The next day would take us on another road trip, this time to the lake house where we would spread Belle's ashes. But that was enough for one day, so join me next time on Do You Know Your Real Mom?